Our first conference, Remade, Retail Media Unmade, is now a fortnight away. Come to hear from the key players in one of the most talked about sectors. Leave with your own retail media playbook. Remade takes place on March the 2nd in Sydney. Go to remade.net.au to find out more. Remade.net.au Start the week with Unmade. Setting the agenda for the week in media and marketing. Today, seven ways up a merger with HT&E. It's the Super Bowl. And nine's fast start in the ratings. Unmade. It's Monday, February 13th. I'm Abe Beauty, and good morning, Tim Burrows. Good morning, Abe. And look, I must admit, I'm sort of with Garfield that Monday the 13th should be even worse than Friday the 13th, really. But there you go. I know it's not the rule. So um, so how are you? Good weekend? Very good weekend. Actually, um, quite an amazing spectacle in Devonport, which is my hometown. The Tasmanian Symphony Orchestra were uh, playing a concert to kind of launch the whole new Riverfront Precinct, which uh, was a sponsorship from Novotel, the new hotel built there as well. So massive event and some... Beautiful symphonic music over the the water and some good weather in Tassie where I am. How about yours? How was your weekend? Ah, uh, look, mine was uh, m- mine was good. Like l- like you, I was hanging out in an Acor property because I stayed down in the Moven Pick in Hobart for a a, a few days. But I was actually uh, down in town, which is the other end of the island from where I am in um, Tasmania for the Rest Point, which is the local casino had their fiftieth anniversary. So. Uh, I went to somebody's plus one to that, which was, it was, it, it was a good old event. They rolled out Tina Arena, Anthony Kalia. I must admit, I'm never that comfortable with the world of gambling. So I felt a little conflicted, uh, accepting their entertainment and hospitality, but I have to admit it was, um, a, a very fun evening. That's good to hear. Um, Anthony Kalia and Tina Arena, they're, um, they're two of Australia's uh, A-listers. I actually thought maybe you are invited as a, an A-lister you know, to report on the event, but you're just a plus one. Sorry to hear that. I was very much a plus one, which meant that nobody knew who I was, which is perfect because you can just relax into the event. Uh, now, where shall we start this week? Well, let's start this week with the the Australian Financial Review. The headline, Seven Eyes Plan to Create Australia's Next Billion Dollar Media Company. Are we about to see a merger, Tim? So this is a speculation in the AFR that perhaps we could see some sort of deal involving Seven West Media and HT&E, which stands for here, there and everywhere. And they're the owners of ARN, the radio company behind kind of the major kind of kiss and gold brands along with kind of iHeart radio locally um the main thing that does strike me or amuse me about the headline is a, a, a good way of making either one of those companies a one billion dollar media company is just to take a time machine and go back about four or five years when they were billion dollar media companies before uh before their value declined um now, I've got to be honest, if you read this story just at face value, and as you say, this was in the Australian Financial Review this morning, you'd think, well, that's a bit kind of thin because, you know, we, 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 we've really seen three years of speculation about 
seven doing some mergers and acquisitions basically since james warburton came in as the uh, as 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 the new boss sort of prior to the pandemic with a with a brief to get the debt pile under control and he 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 has done some big deals including the key one of taking over prime uh, the, which is the the regional tv player um so to a certain extent, this is just more speculation of could they one day bring those two properties together? Because there's there's not very much conflicting. Because of course, um, you've got you know Seven owns television, uh, free to air television, and newspapers out west, while um, ARN is pretty much now pure play audio they they did own a stake in something called soprano but they've they've recently agreed to to sell that um so i i uh, but my guess is people like the afr unless they know a little bit more about what's going on behind the scenes they don't just suddenly float this one again when it's been talked about before so my guess is there's a little bit more to it um i I mean, they're not, and these two aren't the only ones in the mix for potential mergers. I, you know, the the other one I find myself thinking about a bit is the outdoor sector, um, how either O-Media, which is ASX listed, or potentially QMS, which is currently owned by private equity. They also would be good fits either with Seven or, you know, for a medium-sized deal, and maybe more likely with um, HT&E. So uh, I... I, you know, on the face of it, if someone had asked me before seeing this news story, I'd have said it's still a bit too early to see deals because every company, the shareholders, the CEOs, the board would like to see their share price recover first before they do a deal because they can can kind of get better value. But the fact that um, the fact that the Financial Review have gone big on this one today does make me think they must know a little bit about what's going on. So so we'll see. It could be a big one if it does go ahead. But talking about deals, what other potential deals are there out there that are there out waiting to be done? Well, the, the one that we always find ourselves thinking about is what does the future of newspapers look like in Australia? Um, now, as I mentioned, the um, Seven West Media owns in Western Australia, um, the West, which is the daily paper there, which if you picked it up casually, you'd think you were looking at a News Corp title because it follows the same layout. There are already content sharing deals, all of those things. So it feels like one day there'll be some sort of formalisation around newspapers. And then, of course, the other thing is you have uh, News Corp's involvement in television through its two-thirds ownership of Foxtel and you have Seven West Media which lacks a subscription streaming play of any description so there's a potential combination there as well but these are things which I think would all have happened already if it hadn't been for the pandemic you know there was if you think about how things were towards the end of 2019 all the mood music were about we might see some mergers coming up and then you know, 2020 changed all of that. So, so it feels like, yeah, maybe, you know, p- p- particularly if the the downturn isn't too bad, we might see some more mood for deals. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, we will see. 
I get that Seven don't have a subscription TV platform, but I just wonder what room there is in the market for another player. I mean, there's so much plans and so many players already there. I just wonder how you would get cut through and how you would kind of find an audience. Yeah, look, that and that I think is the challenge for Seven is potentially they've missed their moment for another brand new player. Now, they might also argue, hey, last mover advantage has really helped because the whole sort of uh, atmosphere around streamers being, you know, something that investors like has definitely, you know, sort of fallen away now um, because, you know, that sort of you know, the, the moment Netflix appeared to peak, that was the moment when the mood changed. But that said, there are there are players out there who don't um, don't content players who don't yet have a footprint in Australia. So that key one is um, Warner Brothers Discovery, who own HBO, and at the moment those content rights are broadly with Foxtel. Um, but of course, there keeps being speculation that they will launch at some point. And if they do, then, you know, there'll be players in that. And then the other one is uh, Peacock. Uh, and that would be the potential one that uh, maybe we would see Seven played into that one in some way. But equally, as we talked about last week, with the likelihood that the streamers will also be covered by quotas, and they'll be expected to spend a certain percentage, maybe 10% of their Australian revenues on creating local content if they launch a streaming service. That may change the calculus as well. So, so you know, you, the, the wind may just have changed a little when it does come to more streaming players. I think you are right about that. Up next, results season begins. Unmade. Results season is well underway. Tim, News Corp got things going on Friday. Before we look at this coming week, though, let's start there. A few storm clouds for News Corp. Yeah, the the key one and the, the, the piece that got the headlines was um, losing something like 5% of job roles across the company globally. Um, and I think that's going to happen sort of division by division. So about one in 20 jobs, which does sound drastic. Now, you know, you, you you kind of, I suppose, have to acknowledge that lots and lots of big companies have done this already, lots of tech companies, and actually large numbers than that. You know, many companies lose more than 5% of their staff through natural attrition. So, you know, people sort of moving jobs and then they just don't get filled, etc. So, so that may not be quite as traumatic and drastic as it might sound at first or that's my sort of take but nonetheless it's the reason they're doing it which is the kind of concern um so yeah looking at those news corp numbers and they obviously include australia but also the company is big in um the us and the uk so you 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 can't always pull out all of the local threads um yeah one of one of the 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 key things is that compared to the same quarter a year ago because these are quarterly numbers that came out um things things have gone backwards a little but i think the thing that really spooked the market was i I listened in on the the investor call that robert thompson the ceo um did on friday morning australia time was the fact that the quarter just slowed down more and more as it got towards christmas which seemed to just sort of set up a bit of a prediction that um 
the the quarter we're now in is probably probably bad for News Corp. And if so, then that means it's going to be certainly be bad for other media companies as well. Anyone exposed to the advertising world. How are the numbers for their news media division? Yeah, so this is, you know, one of the things about News Corp is it's a pretty complicated company. So it's got the news media division, which is, you know, sort of that that includes a big part of the Australian um, stuff. So the Australian newspaper, the Daily Telegraph in Sydney, the um, Herald Sun in Melbourne, the Courier Mail in Brisbane and so on. Um you know, both 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 in print and publishing, but then you know also the likes of the um, the New York Post and the Sun and the Times in in the UK. Anyway, the 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 headline was a big drop for the quarter in um, uh, profit numbers. Now, in part, that was because so profit became for that for that division dropped to just below um, $60 million US. And that was a big drop because it had been approaching $120 million in the same quarter the, t- the, the time before. So it does feel like this is one of the segments which is most under threat. You know, that nature of news, you know, two main sources of revenue, I suppose, advertising and, you know, reader subscriptions. Um, so that, yeah, that, that is as much of a signal as any, despite the fact that actually, because again, we're doing a year on year comparison, this was actually a good quarter compared to the three quarters before, but just not the fourth one before that. So, so we'll have to kind of see on that. But yeah, that was, that was definitely the one for me that said, yeah, things might be a bit tricky going ahead for news publishing companies generally. And there must have been an update on the streaming numbers over at Foxtel. Yeah, I found this one really interesting. Um, so, you know, most of it was relatively routine. So, um, so news, news, news Corp owns two thirds of Foxtel alongside Telstra, which owns the other third. So, um, it, the results get covered off in, um, in, 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 in the News Corp results. So, Binge, the streaming platform, grew again. So, big tick there. Um, Foxtel Now, which is like the expensive version of streaming, carried on to decline. And, you know, you wouldn't be surprised to hear that because it's the expensive thing. Um, and then a fair old drop for KO, actually. So, again, you know, it's a sporting platform and it's it was the quarter where there's the least going on in sport. So that's not surprising. And, um, and compared to the same quarter a year before, it's still up a bit. But what that did mean overall was that when you look at the combined number of subscribers to KO, Binge, Foxtel Now, and then the very few people who subscribe to Flash, it means that overall, for the first time since the launch of Binge, the overall number of streaming subs for Foxtel Group has actually gone down. So that does suggest that maybe we've hit some kind of peak. It's going to be a bit of a worry for them, but more results as well this week with Seven West Media tomorrow. What are we expecting with Seven West? Look, that'll be a big signal because we'll 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 hear how they're seeing not just the 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 quarter we're in right now, but also bookings for the rest of the year. Tough one for Seven because. Um, they're no longer the Olympic network for one thing. So, you know, they, they, they don't have a big piece of activity there for a year's time. Um, going to be all, all about AFL will be their main activity right now. But yeah, this one will be the real bellwether 
for the rest of the broadcast advertising market, I think. So, um, yeah, I, 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 good or bad, I think we'll probably see, um, them move the whole kind of media sector when those results come out tomorrow morning. And on Thursday, Southern Cross Austereo? Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Um, partly because I think we'll get some more signals on how Listener, which is their digital streaming player, is going. I'm hoping we might find out um, a little more on whether they've got any plans for globalisation, which was something which was covered um, oh, second half of last year. Grant Blackley, the CEO, kind of talked about that was one of his ambitions and it was something he was going to put to the board in their sort of annual two day strategy meeting last October and nothing much has emerged. So as things stand, I think I've got 10 minutes or 15 minutes um, where a call booked with, 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 with Grant on um, uh, Thursday morning. So that I think will be my first question is, is, you know, is, is, is there any news about this? Um, and then of course, we'll also again get the mood music on, on how things are going, not just in the audio world, because, you know, SCA are one of the big players. They own the hit network, uh, and they also own Triple M as well. Um, but the, the, the streaming world, and of course, they're also in regional television. So, you know, there's a, there, we'll, we'll find out a lot from SCA. And Domain and an arrow. Yeah, so domain majority owned by Nine, real estate platform. Um, uh, hey, look, they'll they'll have some beginnings of visibility, and the the the, the complexity of domain is you know it, its fortunes aren't just about property prices, but more to the point, volume of listings. And the word seems to be that the volume of listings has fallen along with prices. So that that probably was not that great for domain we'll find out whether that downside is already priced in or whether the, the, there's a fall to go and then as you say um anero is also out this week on thursday as well so thursday is going to be a big busy day they own various um ad agencies so they're the they're they're really the only big agent or big ish agency group listed on the asx so including a bmf is probably the one you'd be most likely to to have heard of the people who make those uh, those audi ads so um that'll be a good one to get the sense of how the advertising uh creativity side of the market is tracking next it's super bowl sunday well monday for us Unmade. Yo, these are the bomb! And they're air-popped, not fried. Popcorners? You're an artist! Actually, Jesse, it's just basic ingredients. No, we don't eat our own supply. Mr. White! Jesse, everyone's gonna want to taste. And I know just the guy to talk to. What are these? We call them popcorners. Say their name. <laughs> popcorners! Time! 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 Yeah! How much of this stuff do you have? We've got six signature flavors, y'all. Seven! You make seven! Seven. Seven works. Yeah. Popcorners break into something good. We're going to eat a lot of snacks together. 
As we recorded today, they were getting ready for the Super Bowl. The early buzz was all about the Breaking Bad Popcorners crossover. Tim, why does Super Bowl matter so much to the ad industry? It's a massive, massive showcase. It's where advertising agencies, you know, in in, in the US, but it gets global attention, get to show off what they can do. It's the one time in a year where they can convince marketers to spend big on a single brand ad that might only get seen once. And you get that PR value of being talked about. So it's not just the six or seven million US dollars you have to spend to get that one ad to run for 30 seconds once in the Super Bowl. It's the fact that everybody talks about it. So over the years, we've seen this sort of always changing strategy where a whole load of the ads actually get released beforehand. So the surprise isn't there. But I I must admit, the nerdy thing I'm thinking about doing is, and this is the first time I've come across this, being in Australia, it's actually really hard to see the US ads as they go out because, you know, if there's a local rights partner, they want to put their own ads in, etc. So the choice is to find, you know, find a kind of a, a less legally sanctioned stream. Um, but this week, Game Pass, NFL Game Pass, has actually been promoting. I mean, I, I, I saw the promotion as an ad on Facebook for 99 cents Australian. You can get a Super Bowl pass for not just for the day for the month but really it's for the day in which you can watch the the US version of the the the, the stream including the ads and what fascinates me is how much of the message is emphasizing that you can actually see the ads so imagine that you know making it a, it, a selling point is be able to see the great ads and i must admit there you know there have been a whole bunch of great ads so um so yeah i my dilemma is I think I have a busy day coming up. So I'm not sure if I can part with, be bothered to part with the 99 cents because I'm, I'm not sure I will have time to watch the, uh, watch the stream because it would literally be the game will be getting in the way of the ads for me. Sticking with TV and just quickly as we wrap up the podcast, who won last week? Yeah, look, a, a week of real dominance for nine, funnily enough, which is, very much all thanks to Married at First Sight. So 25 to 54s. And I'm looking, uh, by the way, I should say, I'm looking at, at, at data supplied by nine, but their analysis based on Oztam. So the, the share across the three networks, 42.6% share of 25 54s and 42.4% of total people. So that's you know, that that's massively ahead of seven, which was just over 36%, and then 10 a long way behind that. Um, so that's as big a margin as any, because really at the moment, um, seven hasn't got much competitive in the market. Um, 10's sort of survivor is hanging on in there. So when you go to that top 10 shows for the week, um, 2554, which is the key advertising thing, the top four shows of the week were all episodes of Married at First Sight. And then um, 10 had two entertainment shows in the Monday and Sunday editions of Australian Survivor, while seven didn't have a single entertainment show in the top 10. Um, and that was um, the same, pretty much the same story for Total People as well. But here's the thing. This is the thing that I've been really thinking about the last few days is the most watched programme of the week just gone was seven news 
the Sunday episode of last week, a Metro City audience of 859,000 people. You know, and here we are with 12%. I did the calculation just before we came on. We're 12% of the way through the year already. So I hope you've got 12% of the things ticked off your to-do list. And we have only had one show that broke a million Metro. And that was the ABC fireworks. So apart from the very first hour of 2023, we have not had a single million plus audience for the five city Metro, which is astonishing. It'll be the first time that's ever happened. Big part of that is TV viewing habits changing. Um, but you know, I write about this a couple of weeks ago on Unmade. Um, one of the, um, challenges for the TV industry is it hasn't yet got its act together on telling its total TV viewing story properly. The data doesn't come out soon enough. Um, and that is really beginning to hurt. The Australian focused on the project's ratings today as well. Yeah, look, exactly the same point. So this is in the Australian's media diary. Um, they've been taking the kind of metro ratings, which, um, which, which are declining for everybody as people, you know, transfer across to watching in other ways. But there's also the suggestion that maybe viewers are turning, uh, turning away as well. Um, but yeah, the analysis in, in the media diaries suggesting that just for the year, and this is with all of the hosts moving on, um, maybe we're seeing something like a 30% fall in, in, in broadcast audience. So um, yeah, that's um, that I would say is probably a wee headache for the management at turn. Well, that's it for today. And Tim, I'll leave you with a claim that I actually know one of the grooms in the current season of MAFS. I won't say which one. And no, it's not me, but that's been my claim to fame. But we would love to hear what you think, not about MAFS, but Unmade, the podcast. At letters at unmade.media. That's letters at unmade.media. Don't forget, if you'd like to support Unmade, you can become a paying member. Go to unmade.media to find out how. Today's podcast was produced with the usual enthusiastic support of Abe's Audio. See you next time. Toodle pet. Unmade. Podcast edit by Abe's Audio.